we truly are living in uncertain times. But what does the phrase, end of the world, mean to you? Imagine on September 11, 2001, you were working at the World Trade Center in New York City. And at 8.46 a.m., the tower had a big explosion. There were commotion, chaos, confusion, cries, unknown, apprehension, fear. And then you were working on the other tower. And you were wondering what was happening. A couple of minutes later, you saw a plane. It was flying in your office direction. Recognizing that could be the end. Is that the end of the world to you? Or imagine on December 26, 2004, during the Christmas season, you brought your family to the most beautiful beach at Banda Aceh, Indonesia. And on that fateful morning, you were having the stroll with your family right at the beach. And then you hear the roaring waves. Multiple stories high came chasing after you. And you were holding your little child, your, your wife, and trying to run for cover. Does that sound like the end of the world to you? Or you will fast forward to 2008 during the subprime mortgage uh, that evolved into a world financial crisis. The investor lost of their money in real estate, in stocks, in properties, in whatever means. And then the financial market not only collapsed, but you lost a job. A few months later, you receive phone calls from the banks chasing after you because you have defaulted your payment, your monthly payment to the bank for your property. And they say, if you don't pay, you will have to move out because we're going to possess your house. Does that sound like the end of the world to you? And we fast forward to perhaps the middle of January this year. Of all the cities in the world, you decided to bring your family out for a Chinese New Year treat, and you went to Wuhan, China. And then you were there, felt that maybe something was unusual, but nevertheless, it's maybe just a, a virus that is more serious than the typical normal flu. And then in those few moments, you were caught in the city lockdown. And you were quarantined in your hotel room. You could not go in and out. And then you discover that your wife was there, but your little son had fever, was coughing, and some respiratory infection, perhaps. And you decided to bring your son to the hospital. And outside the hospital, hundreds of meters long in the queue, to go in, not to go in. Does that sound like the end of the world to you? Today, I think this, this coronavirus issue had kind of overwhelmed the news. Uh, even if there is a terrorist attack or there is a murder, it's secondary. And everybody else's conversation is nothing about the virus. But I think in the midst of all these things, if you go back to some 2,000 years ago, you will have your Bible turn with me to Matthew 24. And the disciples at that time had the same concerns. They were concerned that what will be the signs before Jesus returns? In fact, in Matthew 24, the Greek word uh, persecution uh, that is translated into the English, whether it's persecution, whether it's distress or tribulation, uh, this word uh, happens to be mentioned in the entire New Testament 
in 45 times. And four times it occurs in the Gospel of Matthew. And three times out of the four happen in Matthew 24. So you can tell just from the writer's standpoint that this is a time of testing, this is a time of trial, and this is a time of tribulation. And the disciples were wondering, so Lord tell us, please tell us what happens before you come again. How would the world become? And you know, uh, as a Seventh-day Adventist, you have been in church in and now all these years, you have been listening to the message that there will be kingdom after kingdom, there will be wars, famine, earthquakes, uh, plagues, pestilence, and you name it. And sometimes that day, uh, several members came and asked ask me, Pastor, do you think uh, the, the COVID-19 is prophesied in the scripture? You know, say, is this the end of the world? I, I say, I don't know. But I can tell you this is only a trailer to the greater event that will soon come uh, to experience uh, by the human race. And, and as we look at it, the disciples were worried, when will the end come? But if you have a Bible, you turn with me to Matthew 24. 24 verse 14. And Jesus says that besides all these ends, these are not the these are signs of his end end times, but it's not the end yet. He says only in chapter 24, verse 14, say, unless when? When the gospel of this kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. You know, the end will come. Not just about the earthquakes, not just about tsunamis, natural catastrophes, uh, the greenhouse effect, you name it. Today, I think we have enough trouble uh, of ourselves. Uh, the world is going through uncertain times. Uh, today, if you are caught uh, uh, in any of the uh, flight across the Atlantic, uh, you have only uh, less than, what, 24 hours, 36 hours to get home if you are from the United States of America. And in Singapore, the travel restriction uh, continues to evolve. Now from some of the European countries, you know, you get 14 days of a stay-home quarantine. Uh, it's not a fun thing, by the way, uh, uh, to be locked down in the house. The, the, the situation we are staying, we are we're living in is filled with uncertainty. And the disciples felt the same way in, in the early years, um, in the first century. And so they were concerned about the signs of Jesus' return. So Matthew 24 and 25, I just want to run through very briefly. Uh, because these two chapters are together. 24, it talks about the signs of His coming. 25 talks about preparation for His coming. In Matthew 24, it talks about the events of the world. And in Matthew 25, it talks about the conditions of the church. In Matthew 24, it talks about what happens out there in the world. In Matthew 25, it talks about what happens right here in the church. And so Jesus gives the overview that before he comes again, before the end of times, the gospel shall be preached to the whole world. We always ask the question, what then is the gospel? Sometimes Seventh-day Adventists have a hard time defining what is the gospel. Simply, who is the main character of the gospel? Jesus. Without Jesus, there is no gospel. And the New Testament writers had repeatedly emphasized in all their epistles and letters that the gospel is about Jesus' incarnation that came and lived among us. It is about His crucifixion, His death on the cross that provided salvation to all mankind. It is about the hope of His resurrection 
that even though we could be dead, but we will be raised to life again. And today, He lives among us. And then He promises us that He will come again to bring us home. That is the gospel. Very often, I think we, we have a hard time talking about the gospel because all doctrines of the church, whether it's the Sabbath, whether it's the second coming, whether it's the state of the dead, whether it's the century message, all teachings of the Seventh-day Adventist church are derivatives from the gospel. And Jesus is the central character. Without that, it makes no sense at all. And that is why the three angels' message, listen to this, is not the gospel. Ah, how come? The three angels' message is not the gospel. It is on steroids to share the gospel. And sometimes I think we complicate the three angels' message into very difficult to explain. Let me explain to you. The day somebody asked me, uh, so what exactly is the three angels' message? I say it's as simple as that. The three angels' message is on steroids to share with the world to move from self-worship to God-worship. In fact, it's actually one message repeated by three angels in different scenarios. They shout after one another. But it's just one message. It's to move from the self-worship, the man's number. And we call it the mark of the beast, typically, often, within our teaching. But it's, move, uh, it's a movement from self-worship to God-worship. And that is why, in the three angels' message, the first message is about what? Worship. Do not give in. Do not compromise. False doctrines are a result of the deviation from Jesus Christ himself. And so, when Jesus said the gospel shall be shared with the whole world, then the end will come. So that is the essence of it. Today, there are 7 billion people in the world. More than that. It's ever counting. And uh, we have only about 21 million Seventh-day Adventists on book membership in actual attendance, maybe half. How are we even able to envision that we can bring the gospel to the world, to the world. With 7 billion over people, even within Singapore, how do we do that? I think it is not just your job or my job. It is God's job. God ultimately will finish the work. It is His responsibility. But we are invited to be participants in this great commission, in the sharing of the gospel. Our lives must be transformed by the gospel. You know, it's very often that uh, people today in the world um, <coughs> fail to understand that sense of urgency. I think with the virus that is a pandemic right now, there is a sense of this urgency, this disease need, the time is short. Someone wrote this, to realize the value of 10 years, ask a newly divorced couple. To realize the value of one year, ask a student who has failed the final exam. To realize the value of one month, Ask a mother who has given birth to a premature baby. To realize the value of one week, ask the editor of a weekly newspaper. To realize the value of one hour, ask the lovers who are waiting to meet. To realize the value of one minute, ask the person who has missed the train, bus or plane. To realize the value of one second, ask the person who had survived an accident. To realize the value of one millisecond, ask the person who has won a silver medal in the Olympics. Time is of the essence. It waits for no man. And I think we are living truly in the ends of time. Back in the 1920s, uh, there was a company uh, was hiring a um, uh, Morse code operator. You know, Morse code, uh, pip, 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 in the machine is known as a telegraph. Uh, many of you would, would have seen it from movies uh, or from documentaries. And this company was, was a long-distance communication company and they put on the ad on the newspaper 
that uh, they are looking for a good Morse code operator. So several young men answered to the newspaper and they went to a large busy office filled with noise and clutter, including the sound of the telegraph in the background. And uh, uh, a sign on the receptionist counter uh, instructed job applicants to fill up a form and to wait until they are summoned to enter the inner office for interview. And seven other applicants were waiting in the area and then one young man came walking through. He took the, uh, the form, sat down, as like other applicants trying to fill out the form. And then within a few minutes, he stood up, crossed the room, and walked into the inner office. And he just walked right in. Naturally, the other applicants who were waiting for their uh, turn to be interviewed were, were furious and were angry and said, how could that be? Ah, he was going to lose his job. He did not follow instructions. A couple of minutes later, the employer escorted this young man out of the office and said to all other job applicants, the gentlemen, thank you very much for coming. The job has been filled. Wow, the other applicants, you can imagine their, their frustration and the, the, and the grumble. And, and they say, wait a minute. See, we don't understand. He was the last to come in and we never even got a chance to be interviewed. Yet he got the job. That's not fair. The, the employer said, I'm sorry. By all the time that you have been sitting there, the telegraph has been ticking out the following message in Morse code. If you understand the message, then come right in. The job is yours. I think today, we need a lot of spiritual Morse code interpreters for the gospel. Because many people in the world who have not experienced the full salvation of Jesus Christ cannot understand. And we are called to be spiritual Morse code interpreters to help them to understand that these are all the signs that point to the soon coming of Jesus. You know, Adventist just started as a movement. In the first century, uh, we say the fullness of time comes the arrival of the Messiah, right? Why is that so? Because if you look at the historical infrastructure of the Roman Empire, there's a saying, every road leads to Rome. And it's true because uh, for those of you who come from European countries, you, you can better understand than I. There are still roads that are constructed since the Roman Empire till today. And every road leads to Rome. That is why then when Jesus ascended to heaven, the 12 apostles, uh, uh, like the Apostle Paul inclusive, could bring the gospel to many places, planted new churches, visited different congregations because of the road infrastructure. Now, you will fast forward to about 100 over years ago. Um, the Lord gave the vision to the church that through publication, through books, magazines, uh, newsletter, it will be saturated across the globe. It's like the stream of light that will en encircle the globe and that the gospel shall be shared to all nations. Uh, Many of you realize that we used to have a radio station uh, right at Batam. Uh, you, you realize that uh, 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 that was part of the Adventist World Radio. And uh, HMS Richard in the 1920s used radio to communicate the good news of Jesus Christ across the world. And, and fast forward, uh, the changing in technology today. Today, you have the internet bandwidth that is right at our doorsteps. And, and how are we using that? How are we using that to, to be part of this whole movement, to write on this internet bandwidth? Just like in the first century, they made use of the Roman Empire infrastructure to bring the message, the good news of Jesus Christ and His soon coming to all nations, to all tongues and to all people. This morning, I have the Hope Channel team with us. Uh, Anand, uh, Faith, Joash and... Uh, what's the name? I forgot. 
Simon, thank you. And then we have Karen too. Karen is uh, on maternity leave. And we have a good team uh, working with the Hope Channel. I want to ask them to come on and just share with you briefly what are we doing with the Hope Channel? What are the programs we have? So we are part of this uh, internet bandwidth to, uh, to bring the gospel to all people. Thank you, Pastor. People, it's good to be with you once again up front. Yeah? Um, we are... In Hope Channel, we are moving towards creating programs that will be useful to you. Because at the end of the day, it's not about the programs that we create, but it's about how you're able to use these programs to reach other people. That's what it's all about. We have been doing this program known as the Rev Up, and there's the next episode that will be coming out soon. You have got also uh, Tree of Life, which is all of our pastors participating and doing simple messages that will reach people. You can forward these messages to others. You can share these messages freely with others without feeling uh, a burden. Now, recently, we also introduced the Hope Channel's Chinese programming. We have the Tree of Life now uh, in Chinese with our Chinese pastors uh, doing this. Every Thursday, there's a new release. Now, uh, we have got a program known as Heart to Heart that is coming up soon. This Heart to Heart is where two people share yeah, moments when uh, God has touched their relationship. Yeah? And um, we want you to pray for us, please. You know why? We scheduled for quite a few recordings. And you know what? People just kept falling sick. They got the flu. And then there was one that was rescheduled. And another was rescheduled and so forth. And so we need prayer, please, yeah? Um, now, we also have uh, what's known as Healthy Foodie. This was uh, uh, working together initially for the first two programs with Blue Zones, yeah? And so we got some traction, and there will be more that's coming up. And these are shoots that are going on now. Um, we also have some music programs that we have planned, yeah? These are intended to enable for you to uh, share music material with others. And these are our own people that are going to be coming up to sing and be a part of this. Now, remember, Hope Channel is not something that's hoity-toity and stands up there. Uh, it is you, actually. If you are not involved in Hope Channel, Hope Channel cannot exist. That's the reality of this, yeah? Now, I'm going to um, call Joash to come forth. Now, he's going to help you understand how to share this. All right, good morning, happy Sabbath. My name is Joash. Uh, so where can you find all this content uh, that Anand just shared? So you can download our app, which is on the Google Play or Apple Store. You can watch all the shows on YouTube or on our website. We, have also, we are also in social media, like in Instagram and Facebook. And recently, we, during this roadshow, we also launched uh, our Telegram and WhatsApp channel, which uh, later I'll get you guys to join in, uh, in, in quite a little bit in a while. So these are the places you can find us or get all the content. And if you have any question, you know, you can always find us outside at the booth. Um, right now, we are also looking for volunteers. Uh, there are four roles that, that we are looking into right now, which is translator, uh, English, um, which is English to Chinese, or Chinese to English, We also need a transcriber, uh, whether it's in English or Chinese, and we need uh, script writers and photographers. So these are the four roles that we need. Uh, just now they hand me a bulletin. Uh, 
think I can use bulletins inside that uh, that uh, QR code there, so you can use it to you know sign up and fill out the form into what you are interested in. If you have other talents that you want to use to serve in Hope Channel, just write them down in the form. You know, sometimes uh, there's other ways to also support. Uh, you can also donate money to us. Uh, around $250, $400 support one episode of our Hope Channel. So a small amount comes a long way. And if you have any question, how you want to sign up, or what talents you can use, or how you can donate, please approach us at the booth. Okay, next, uh, I'm going to do an activity, which is I need you guys to take out your phone and get you guys to join in our Telegram and WhatsApp channel so they can get our content right into your hands. So let's move. So you can all take out your phone now. Uh, and you can just scan this QR code. Uh, and this will lead you right to our Telegram uh, channel. And all our um, TV programs and all our shows will be all be an announcement and stuff like that all be announced to you. For those who don't use Telegram, uh, it's okay. We also have a WhatsApp one, which I'll going, which I will go through in the next slide. So I just give another like five seconds or so. Again, all these things can be found in the brochure that we gave you. And if you need a brochure, do come to us to take it in the in the booth uh, later. Yep, I'll be moving on. Okay, next will be WhatsApp. So WhatsApp has an additional step. So what I need you to do is uh, I need you to copy, you see that number there, 9868 add that into your contact, and write that down as Hope Channel. Okay? Once you write that down, you can scan this uh, QR code, and this thing will be prompted to you, and you just click the word send, and after that, you'll be inside the channel, and we'll be able to broadcast to you all the different shows that we have. Okay, I know it's a bit rushed, and, but if you have any question, uh, you would like to know how to join, approach us at the booth, we are right outside, and we'll guide you along the ways. And if you need a brochure to see what are the things we can help you in terms of donation or helping or, or how to sign up, please just approach us. We have all the brochures that we need to give you. So I hand the time back to Pastor Johnny. Thank you. You will find that the, uh, our Hope Channel establishment in Singapore, uh, there are 55 networks around the world. We are one of the smallest, uh, but this is the beginning. Our primary purpose of Hope Channel is to bring people into a face-to-face -face relationship right at the local church to know Jesus. So I think we're working closely with the local churches and we will be inviting you. Some of you have different gifts and talents so that you can be part of this tow team riding on this platform. This is not the only platform. This is one of the platforms uh, that we can use to leverage on to bring the gospel to the whole world. I want to end with this. You know, we talk about sharing the gospel. You know, you heard about this face. Uh, his face is very popular during the COVID-19 virus because he's one of the early doctors in Wuhan who had discovered that this virus was unusual because there is a possibility that it could transmit from human to human. That is what was back in the early days, in the late December. And they posted it on their social media with other medical doctors and personnel, but they were silent by the relevant authority and said that this is a rumour. This is, you should not say anything more. So they were asked to sign confession and so on and so forth. But you know what? 
what they had saw, what they have seen, what they have shared came to reality. And in spite of that, they con he continued to work at the front line and he was infected by the virus. Uh, his name is uh, Li Wenliang. It's quite close to my heart because my name in Chinese is Jian Wenliang. Okay? And same, it's only the surname that is different. So I told my wife, I don't want to die in this manner. Uh, I don't hope to, uh, uh, but it's not, it's not my call. But he, he, he was trying to share the good news, the danger to warn the Chinese people that this virus is unusual. And we have observed in, in hospitals, in clinics, that there is a human-to-human -human transmission. But they were silent by the authority. And he, he couldn't do that. And you know what? I was, in, I was very amazed because I was, I was looking at the uh, CNN channel and there was this reporter, you could see his face pretty often on the CNN channel network. And uh, he was reporting the situation right at Wuhan, China. And just a few hours before the city had a total lockdown, they took the last train out of Wuhan to Beijing. And when he went to Beijing, he and his team were quarantined for 14 days right in the hotel, self-quarantined at that time because they only locked down the city in Wuhan and uh, Hubei province and not yet in Beijing. But within those 14 days, he was continuing reporting what was the situation in China and he actually had a phone, mobile phone that interviewed just now the previous doctor, Li Wenliang, about the situation, about the early discovery and how to warn the people about the world. But what caught my attention is this, that after 14 days of self-quarantine, he could have left China and go back to the States uh, because he was having an interview with the uh, CNN headquarters in Atlanta. And his colleagues in the aircon protected room said, so are you coming back? He says, no, I'm still going out to get news. So why are you doing that? Why are you risking? So this is my mission. What then is your mission? What is your mission? in terms of God's calling to you in these last days. And so the, the Hope Channel establishment is just a tool in your hand to help you to how you can even share the gospel on this platform. But there are many other ways because your life, your testimony, and in these times of fear and uncertainty, we should be the bearer of good hope and news, isn't it? That Jesus is with us. No matter what happens, it's like the Daniel's uh, three friends whether He will deliver us from the fiery furnace or not, we will be faithful to Him. And I think that is the approach we need to look at this situation. I want to invite uh, my wife to, to sing a song. Uh, I think uh, this song is uh, old these songs and uh, it, it says that I'm willing a lot. Uh, we need the audio. And I think you realize that uh, many people may have lost their jobs, business affected adversely, concerned about their health and all these situations. But if you are willing to commit to Jesus Christ, then He will make all the difference. <laughs> 